Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. All right, guys, welcome back to the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, episode 175. I feel full of beans today, Guy. That's weird. I was literally that. about to say, from the 10 minutes you've had before the podcast, you are, and I was going to use the word full of beans as well. Yeah, I feel really, really like upbeat, lively, excited. We've got this, the start of a week. I feel like a shark. Are you taking performance enhancing drugs? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sound very convincing there, but I'm definitely not. If you've seen any performance from me um, over the last few months, I am definitely not taking performance enhancing drugs. Imagine if you took steroids for a year and you start hitting the ball miles and it tell you one. And Rick's hitting five comes along and Rick's like, why is everyone hit Rick's? Rick's gone hitting it 410 yards now. Um, there was, however, at the start of this year when I went to Orlando for the PGA show, there was a conversation with the long drive guys about something very exciting coming towards the end of the year, which I've not heard anything more about yet, but that could mean that I've got to gain some distance. And would you go to any lengths to do it? <laughs> any lengths to do it. <laughs> Rick's going to get stacked and dead moody. Imagine. I would quite like go ahead like that. I'd have to um, walk through the door sideways. Just gonna, I'd become so massive. What would um, you be like if you were massive? Quite aggressive. No, I'd, I'd like to feel I'm going to be like a big, gentle giant. One of those guys that looks intimidating. Was dead sound. Yeah, yeah, like that touch. Like almost like, oh, he'll look after us. Yeah, big teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in this week's episode, we've got loads to talk about. Um, there's something, some serious matters yes, in this podcast there is um but also i think it's worth chatting a little bit about don't you know where i'm going with this about golf. <laughs> <laughs> was so weird. i had all these ideas and i thought right let's make I think you've this. got too much beans i feel honestly i feel like so on it today well we have got a lot to talk about um i said you've got something serious when i go over shortly i do we've had some uh two things serious two, two serious things we've got some great questions from facebook as well which can kind of it's almost um lead the podcast is there's been some great little bits that i think are nice talking points um but probably the best place to start the most fitting place to start was it's a monday morning for us it's tuesday maybe wednesday listen to this yesterday we saw our friend tommy fleetwood very very nearly win on the pj tour i can't wait for the day he does win on the pj tour and i say does because it will happen um it's a matter of when not if 100 percent. but one event i actually sat down on sunday night and watched a good chunk of the golf and weirdly I'm getting into watching golf a lot more than probably ever have. I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't watch anything till Sunday evening, till yesterday afternoon. And um, I think a lot of that to do again, when I look at the leaderboard and I see, 
you know, friend of the show, Tommy Fleetwood up there doing really well. I think it's always exciting when Jordan Spieth is up there. 100%. For me, he is one of the most exciting golfers to watch on the planet because you just never know what the hell he's going to do. I love watching him when, so was it, or hold, was it 17 he messed up or 16? 16, he makes he went, me nervous. He went in the water, which again, you could, you could see him doing. But what I love, and I think everyone should take away from watching Spieth, is when he's made a mistake like that, it's how he grinds to then finish the hole. The fact he made bogey on that hole was incredible Insane. after going in the water. His bounce back percentage after making a bogey before that hole was 84%. Ridiculous. So 84% of the time when he's made bogey, the next hole he makes birdie or better. You know what he does <laughs> that I think so many amateur golfers don't do, including myself and... Um, I've always said this to you, my brother's a perfect example of this. If we're playing golf and a brother has got a eight foot putt for a bogey, a double bogey, you'll have a quick look at it, hit it, it may or may not go in. If he's got an eight foot putt for a birdie, he'll be reading it from behind, walking around the hole, taking his time, and he'll really want to hold the putt. Now, I understand in his mind, I want to make a birdie. Why would you not want to make a birdie? But obviously, every single putt is worth the same. And that's one thing with Spieth you really see. He gives every single shot the care, the attention it deserves. Whereas I know if I was playing a hole and I went in the water, I'd walk down, I'd chuck one down where I think it should be, I'd hit it, I wouldn't really think about it, and come off with a triple bogey. He made bogey, and that obviously saves his shots, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it almost kept him in the tournament. If he if he had bounced back and birded 17 after hitting an amazing approach shot, I think he would have probably gone on and won that tournament. But it wasn't, it was Taylor Moore who won it. And this was a mad start, I was reading he hold 64 out of 64 puts inside seven feet ridiculous. for the whole tournament. Now, I know for some people might think, well, what, seven footer? Think about this. They're putting on greens that are absolutely like glass, that are undulating. The pressure, you've got the crowd watching, people at home watching. You've got players like Jordan Spieth and Tommy Fleetwood and Adam Shank chasing you down. And he's managed to hold 64 out, 100% of his putts inside seven feet. It's insane. I think it's it's a real important stat to remember that. <clears throat> we joked before about just even at the start of this podcast about distance and how you need to almost change you as a person to be able to hit the ball further. Yeah. To hold putts inside seven feet, you don't need to change anything about yourself, do you really? No. You need to practice and you need to get unbelievably confident from that range. That's the only thing, maybe. It's more a change in a mindset, isn't it? That you don't have to be big and strong necessarily to hold a, a seven-foot putt, but you need to have that that mindset um, and, like you said, that, that grind to practice. I think you need to be able to make practice competitive as well and under pressure. Because, yeah. you know, any of us can go on a putting green now, chuck a ball down, whack a putt in, seven-foot, yeah, not a problem. But trying to do that, over and over again when you've got pressure when your heart's racing when you're sweating when like your hands are shaking to still be able to hold those puts in those situations is just different level yeah you know what i've noticed i don't know if you've got the answers to this somebody may comment it might be a really obvious answer adam shanks caddy his name was bunker is that right yeah did anyone else i don't know if matt did you watch the golf or not no matt didn't watch it so obviously spieth's caddy his bib had spieth on yeah Adam Shanks had bunker. Wasn't one of the days earlier in the week, didn't all the caddy bibs have something different on? I don't know. Yeah, because 
there was a, quite a funny one. Um, it oh. must be something I must have missed, but I was like, I'm dead confused by it, and I'm, I'm probably someone will comment now. It'll be a really obvious thing, but I missed that. Caddy Bibbs at the Valspar. It, it was something along the lines of one of the days they had um, different names on the bibs, right? Um, yeah, they, honestly. So, for example, Max McGreevy. Okay, mm-hmm. his caddy had Mister Eighty Nine on his bib. Right. Because Max, the week before, actually shot 89 at Sawgrass. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I'm trying to look at some other ones. Um, let me see if I've got some here. With a quick Google. Um, let's see what comes up. I thought you were a Bing guy. I do. I'm a Bing or... Um, Bing. Ash Jeeves. Do you reckon people that use Bing um, have iron head covers? I, I believe so. <laughs> I'd like to believe so. Um, yeah, so so basically, on, on one of the days, it's it's an opportunity for the players to roast their caddy. The caddy to roast the players, do you mean? No. Um, Tor Pro's absolutely roasted himself. No, it's still, it's Tor Pro's to roast the caddies, but he ro- he did roast himself in that All right, situation. Well. Nice. Um, so yeah, that was quite a fun little thing. You, sorry, go on. Sorry. I was going to say, do you want to come on to your kind of important warning announcement now? No, let's come on to that next. Okay. The other golf that was taking place, which genuinely, and I'm, I am not exaggerating this now, I honestly didn't know until Phil Mickelson went live on the last green. Live. But live? Didn't know it was on? Again, I don't know what world I'm kind of living in at the moment. <laughs> I just feel like they're all, these tournaments are almost, I don't, I don't know what it is, almost catching me out. But sounds obvious, you follow Liv on Instagram yeah. and stuff. And you still I'll do her. Maybe I don't. If you, I'm, I, I'm guessing if you did. But I follow a you, lot of the players still. Yeah. I feel like sometimes, I'm not sure if maybe, so in in retrospect, I did see players like Poulter and Henrik Stenson or Lee Westwood po- posting about Majestics. I saw that type of hype, but maybe I didn't connect it to an actual tournament that's taking mm. place. feels like the, the teams have been more um, uh, proactive and, and promoting themselves mm. as teams but I'm losing the actual tournament side of things a little bit. Right. Danny Lee won. Yep. After using... It was a, a four-man playoff or something. And I was very impressed. He putted off the green on the last hole to win the match. Wow. He hold it. Um, to win $4 million. Well, the um, PJ Tour was 1.5 that Taylor Moore won. But was the week before um, TPC Tourgrass not like 3 I think that was million. Yeah, that was silly. Um, but yeah... I, I, yeah, I don't know what it is. I'm not bad mouthing or anything. I just didn't feel like I knew a lot about it this week. I, I think maybe, maybe I do need to follow. I don't follow Liv at the moment. Maybe I actually need to follow him because I just feel like I'm not seeing a lot about mm. it at the moment. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think the fact that it's obviously not on, on TV for us in, in, in the UK, it's on the app. So I on the app. The app's actually been refreshed. It's a little bit, bit better now. It's got the, the actual leaderboard on there straight away when you go on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I kind of feel a bit like a broken record when we talk about Liv, the fact that, you know, we're not as into it and, you know, I'm sure there's people, well, there is people out there that love it and, and comment on our videos saying, oh, you, you're hating Liv, but it's just like you said, it's hard to really, I don't know, and again, I've said this several times now, obviously, Tommy Fleetwood didn't win on the PGA Tour, but if he had, she was very close to doing so, and obviously we believe he will. It's that thing of, oh my God, he's won a PGA Tour event. It's like a, it almost like solidifies your career, doesn't it? Whereas at the moment, living on, winning on live, does it does it make me see Danny Lee in a different light? 
Oh. Whether, whether it will do in the future. Well, maybe, the and that's the, that's the thing. When the events get a bit of history. But you know yeah. what I'm going to do? Next event, I'm going to actually try and watch as much as I can. Well, when is the actual next event? I'm going to put it in my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not obvious. Is, it, is there even going to be another one before um, the Masters? I don't know. I've, 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 got the, um... I've, got, I've literally got it up now in front of me. So, oh, there is. Where, where, when? Why? Okay, interesting one. And it, it'll be a time zone you like. Okay. And I like. Orlando. Oh, I do like an Orlando time and zone. And it's Orange County National. Oh, yeah. Which is a bizarre place for a tournament. I've okay. played both golf courses there. And no, I love the place. No disrespect to the place. But it doesn't feel like it's a tournament-worthy venue. Um, March the 31st okay. till April the 2nd. I want you to watch every single well, minute. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Paris on our 10-year anniversary. My you can wife. watch a little bit on the phone. I'm sure my One wife. Pod in. My wife would be really happy if I was watching. Um, I used to live hater. It's an excuse, <laughs> isn't it? You're watching the PJ tour. <laughs> yeah, where's the PJ tour that week? No I'm joking. Yeah, okay. So it's it's Orlando, March the 31st till April the 2nd. I'll watch it for you. I, I will do my best. I'll watch as much as I can. But now I know it's in my it's in my brain now. Is it in your diary? In, I'm going to put it in my diary. Oh, you actually physically add it into your diary. Um, but yeah, so that's a bit of a roundup. Very very light as always on the PJ tour and, and obviously on live. Um, we don't. Uh, and the other, actually, the other one, just just a note on the DP World Tour, Matt Baldwin won. The oh, local yeah. lad is now tall for absolutely ages. A good friend of James Robinson, who's a good friend of ours, who's so kind of a mutual friend to some degree. Um, he's been on tour for a long, long time, and it was great to see him get the W. Um, maybe and someone like that would be a great podcast guest as he'd well. Be a phenomenal podcast guest. He must be close by, wasn't it? As well, he'd unless he's moved, himself, yeah. And also, last one, um, Ryan Ruffles' sister. Gabriella won as well. Oh, wow. What Gabby was that won. On? Uh, Let me just pull it up. One second. She won the Arizona Women's Golf Classic. Nice. So another W. Um, I think as well as Gabby, I think Ryan is definitely going to win something this can, year. Can you claim some level of impact on that because you filmed with Ryan and that's his sister? Well, she was actually supposed to play with us on that day, ah. but she had to fly to Australia a day earlier. Wow. So she couldn't play with us, but yeah. Um, I think I can take probably 90% of the credit. 70. All the hours of hard work she put in, the dedication, the sacrifices. Her brother played golf with you. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, well, that was a little bit of a roundup. Um, but Rick, you've got a bit of a um, a more serious kind of, is it a warning, borderline announcement? But yeah. Talk to me. So there's a, there's something that's frustrating me immensely at the moment. Sorry, break 75. Correct. This <laughs> <laughs> is serious. Sorry. Um, YouTube and Facebook have a huge problem mm. at the moment. Um, every time a post gets put on or a video gets released, in the comment section, there are scam accounts mm. that are driving me insane. Correct. And it's not just on my channel, it's on other channels. It started mainly on Facebook. Mm-hmm. That was the worst culprit. Yeah. Uh, where you leave a comment on a post and suddenly you get a response from what looks like a Rick Shields account. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're using my logo in their in their accounts. But often, certainly on Facebook, the spelling of the name is is incorrect. Yes. Like sometimes it's really badly incorrect. Sometimes it's only just got one L that's different, mm-hmm. or it's got like two L's yeah. in the shields. Um, it's it's incredibly frustrating. They are trying to trick my audience into thinking that they've won a prize. Correct. And it happens on Facebook and it's happening on YouTube a lot at the moment. On YouTube, they want you to contact them on Telegram. Yes. 
I'm saying this right now, and I'm actually going to make a main video on this as well. These are not real accounts. They are scam accounts. They are not genuine. They are trying to take your money. It's no giveaway. The only time I will ever contact you for a giveaway is from one of my verified accounts. Yes. So on Facebook, that's a blue tick. On Twitter and TikTok and Instagram, it's a blue tick. And on uh, YouTube, it's like a gray tick. And my name almost gets like highlighted if it's come from me on Facebook, on YouTube. Yeah. Well, that's like you said, that's the whole point of the kind of verified ticks that you know you're getting a comment back off the genuine Rick Shields. And just to kind of make people aware of what we're trying to do to combat this, we're doing as much as we can. But unfortunately, there's not actually that much we can do. So, for example, if we post a YouTube video and in the comment section, a fake Rick Shields comments back to somebody and says, you have won a prize, telegram me. Or they have actually also said WhatsApp before and put the mobile number on. Well, again, that isn't isn't Rick. It's not us. Um, we can then find those comments and block that, that, um, that person from commenting again. All they have to do is just make a new YouTube account, put your logo on, which anybody could do. It's very simple to put your logo on and, and start replying to people's comments. So I think some people see it and they kind of know it's too good to be true and they kind of leave it. I think some people kind of think this is a bit dodgy, but I'll go with it. And then some people get fooled by it. And like you said, they're asking, they're saying, oh, you've won a, a driver, you've won this, but you have to pay, pay for shipping. So I need you to pay $25 or whatever. Sometimes it's Again, way more than Well, that. exactly. Uh, we, if you are lucky enough to, to win a giveaway that we sometimes post, you would never pay anything um, at all. You won't pay for shipping. You won't pay anything whatsoever. Um, and we would also get in touch with you via email. We're not going to give Rick's personal phone number out to people willy-nilly. So again, if, if it's asking for, for text, for WhatsApps, for telegrams, it's not us. And not that it's your job listening or watching to do this, but if you see somebody in the comments get commented, feel free to either report the comment or comment back and say, be aware, X person, John, whoever, this isn't real. Um, but we, we are we doing have, what we, we can. We have spoken about this a few times, but you know it's really getting serious now to the point where I've got people messaging me with uh, pictures of whatsapp and they're actually sending pictures of me to 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 my fans to say oh yeah no it is definitely yeah, it's a me. selfie of rick look it's me what's even worse is the video i showed you the other that day was crazy they're actually now starting to use ai on these photos to make it look like i'm talking insert here this giveaway is real you won a driver congratulations mate now to most people they realize that's not me it's not my voice but you know, it, other people will get tricked by that. You yeah. know, they might not know exactly what my voice sounds like, or they might genuinely think it's real. Please, I'm praying, and everybody listening, let's try and combat this together. Let's really try and stop these scammers. I don't want any of my fans getting ripped off or needing to pay money. If you've won a prize from me, genuinely, I will never ask you money for shipping. Yeah, We cover the shipping. We ship worldwide, and you will not get asked for shipping please report these accounts it is getting serious and it's really starting to pee me off no it is it's frustrating and, and you feel you do feel sorry for people that have got um tricked by it you know and it's certainly when it's kind of your brand your likeness that's doing that you feel almost part of responsible and, we, and we're not but you do feel like that and we, again we are doing everything we can to combat it we're blocking the accounts as soon as we see them but they keep making new ones so We've had a word with YouTube kind of personally and they're kind of a bit flummoxed as what they can do because there's not really a great deal they can do. Um, but hopefully something will happen that addresses this. Um, yeah, but it is frustrating. On a brighter note, before we get on to your second little announcement thing, um, we have got a Break 75 on Friday that was very, very 
exciting, a lot of fun to make. It was. So uh, last week's episode, Little Aston, did really, really did. nicely with Ollie Phelps from Harry Potter fame. Um, I didn't play my greatest golf. My putter was um, freezing cold. <laughs> it wasn't even just cold. It was freezing cold to the point where after three holes, I chucked the putter out my bag that I was testing and put my old faithful back in to some level of, of success. Um, but we thought, you know what? You guys watching, you deserve birdies. You do. You deserve more birdies than what I'm currently offering. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided to try a new format. Um, and we have, pl- we are, we've not really got a title for this. Have well, we? it's like, um, it's like a break. Set two man scramble break 65. So it's me and guy playing scramble. Okay. Around one of the hardest golf courses here in the UK, a yeah. golf course that has battered me, beaten me, show me love and affection, but also slap me around the face, JCB Golf and Country Club. I think together as a scramble team, we could make a decent living on the challenge tour. I think we'd make one cut <laughs> on the challenge tour. It was so much fun, obviously, for the, I'm, I'm guessing 99% of people listening know what Texas Scramble is, but if you don't know, you both hit a tee shot, you pick the best one. And you play from that place, you both hit a shot, you pick the best one. So in theory, you've got two attempts at every single shot. And I also, I feel like Americans just call it a scramble. Yeah, we call it Texas scramble, don't like we? we? We added the Texas. But the, the beauty of it is, is like I said, if you've got a six foot putt for a birdie and, and I miss it, then there's a good chance that Rick may follow me and, and hold it or potentially doesn't. But what's weird about it and why it's quite fun to play is if I hit a bad shot, and then you hit a good one. It's like, you've saved me. Like, bit of a fist pump, well in, mate, or vice versa. But also, sometimes you get to a tough hole and you may hit a bad shot. And then I also, there's no guarantee I'm then going to hit a good no, shot. It actually so puts you, a lot of pressure on you. And there's a few times we've played where we've done another video, which will come in a couple of weeks, but we've both hit good shots in the same place. And it's almost like, oh, it feels like a waste. But and we've we, also had times where we've both hit bad shots. We have indeed. And there've also been times where one of us hits a bad shot, one of us saved each other, which is really good. But uh, yeah, it was exciting. Uh, we did play pretty nicely. The yeah. score was pretty good. That video will be coming out on Friday. It's a nice change. expect much more birdie sauce. In fact, I even think there's a birdie, birdie cannon. There is a birdie sauce gun coming soon. You'll see it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that was really exciting. And um, we've also got a few more videos coming out very, very soon. Um, should we go announcement? Yeah. So this isn't your big, big, big one. I was going to just say this. So the, uh, the big, big announcement, <laughs> the one that I really, you know, bigged up a couple of weeks ago, that is coming soon. We hope and pray next week. Okay. We hope and pray. However, this still is pretty incredible this year i'm gonna do hi my name's rick (laughs) and this year i'm attempting to run the london marathon wow yeah (laughs) i like the word attempting (laughs) i've started to put that word in yeah okay so i am running the london marathon on april the 23rd sunday april the 23rd if you are in london and want to support me and push me on give you a little whack (laughs) please do come and support now this is i mean the story behind this is fascinating i'm actually running for a charity called it's never you and the um the person who set that charity up is called kerry he's actually um owns the shire golf course down in london and it's a real heart warming um and, and very emotional and sad um reason why he set the charity up um his little boy hugh unfortunately got cancer and passed away at the age of six. And, you know, Kerry's found it 
incredibly difficult, as you'd imagine, him and his wife. And um, as they were going through the chemo and, you know, everything that Hugh had to go through, you know, he possibly discovered certainly over here in the UK that the support system for parents was was lacking. Um, you know, it, there was not really a great deal of, of support, you know, to help you go through those difficult times. So Kerry set up a charity and I think it comes probably best from him. He's done us a little video to put in this this um, podcast. So I'll just play that now because I think it's, uh, he explains it much better than I do. My name is Kerry. In 2021, my six-year-old son, Hugh, sadly passed away from a rare form of cancer. With an abundance of courage, strength, resilience and humility, Hugh fought the cancer for 11 months. Shortly after Hugh's passing, my wife and I decided to use the immense grief and pain from losing our son and help those still in need and created the charity, It's Never You. The UK's first charity exclusively supporting the parents of children with cancer. We set out to be innovative and offer something different, something that we felt was not supported during our experience with Hugh. We created the first social media platform exclusively for parents called the Children's Cancer Platform. We have created a platform where parents can access advice on mental health, physical well-being and financial resources, all which they need along the journey of their child's treatment. We bring parents together to share their experiences and to support one another during their darkest times. From diagnosis, through treatment and remission, whilst also supporting parents who have sadly said goodbye to their child. By raising money for It's Never You, you will be helping and supporting parents who never thought it would be them. Thank you. Wow. Um, I think just the, the tagline, it's never you, like you never think it's going to happen to you. No. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was, when I was in London last year, I was at the Shire doing the, uh, with the random golf club, Eric Anders Lang event. And I got chatting to Kerry and I said, oh, you know, talk. it was just before I was doing the walk across Scotland. And he said, have you ever done a marathon? I said, no, I've not. He said, would you ever want to do one? I went, yeah, of course I do. I'd love to do a marathon. He said, well, we've got places. Would you like to run wow. for It's Never You? So I said, yes. Um, uh, to some degree, I'm worried now and scared about doing it, but uh, after seeing that, Kerry's doing it as well, and there's a few of us um, that Kerry's managed to get involved in this. Um, I've set up a Just Giving page. Um, I'll put a link in the podcast. It's Just Giving. Uh, I think it's, let me just pull it up. It's justgiving.com forward slash Rick dash Shields dash marathon. So if you can donate, it'd be really appreciated. Um, but yeah, it's super sad. I mean, God, God forbid, you know, your child becomes ill, poorly, um, you know, never mind, you know, losing someone at only six. So I'm running for Hugh. I'm going to push my boundaries. I've trained to some degree so far, but I really need to start increasing the training considering the, the run is five weeks away. Yeah, um, good luck. I'm sure it will be a, a great experience and I can't imagine, I, I like to do a few 5Ks a week, but running, running a marathon is different level, but I'm sure the support will get you through it what i thought a marathon was 5k no it's 5k eight times mate. <laughs> <laughs> i'll be fine yeah I'm, I'm sure you'll um yeah so if you can, do if well. you can donate i'd really appreciate it um and like you know what so, i think you should say going forward sorry come on i'll just cut you off but don't say i'm running the london marathon i'm doing the london marathon and if you walk it's like oh yeah, i walked a bit of it so what i still did it what do you think my goal should be when, when oh, I first said I'd do it, my goal was under four hours. I think 
Yeah, you are actually think, quite a strong now, runner. I you're, think now it's not as... No, you're, you're a, you are a strong runner. When you're into your running, we did that 10K together at, at Andrews, and you, we did it at the same time, but I felt like I was suffering more than you were. But that was when you were doing a lot of running. I think if you'd have, if, if you had fully, fully, fully trained, 100% that you could do it under four hours. But to be fair, we've had so much going on. It's hard. You've got three kids at home. It's hard to find time to get out and do a 5K, never mind train for a marathon. So in reality, I think if you could do it sub five... That would be because you are probably going to walk a little bit. That's, yeah. that's 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 just to be expected. But I don't think it really matters. I think the whole point of this is you're doing it for a great charity. You're going to use you are using your platform to to raise money and to raise awareness. The timing is irrelevant. You know, do another one in another year or two for time if you want. This yeah. is it's not about time. It's about using your platform. So I shouldn't go and try and set a world record this time. Um, you could set a world record for YouTube creators with more than two million subscribers in the London Marathon. <laughs> Slowest time. Um, tell you what, there'll be no. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this for a fact: there'll be nobody else who beats you in the London Marathon who makes golf content and has a YouTube gold plaque. Has more subscribers. Yeah, <laughs> you, you'll win that. Great. Um, but no. Um, so we have had a lot of um, a lot of great questions in this week. We used our Facebook group to get some questions. We often do. If you're not a member or of the Facebook group, then take a look in the mirror. I'll tell you why you should be a member of the Facebook group. Yeah an extra perk the scammers don't get in the facebook group scammers get yeah they're not in they? no we have never had a scam comment on facebook no on, in the, on group. the group no we've not so get involved in the group follow rick shields podcast you've got to um submit your application yeah uh, you've got to turn up in a shirt and tie yeah for a formal formal interview with me and guy yeah um we ask you 17 hard-hitting questions yeah. and if you answer them correctly and there are correct answers correct then then you're allowed in only one member so far, <laughs> my dad. <laughs> but no, we've, we've got a great um, great bunch of people. There's a mixture of um, all sorts of abilities. And what one thing I love as well is people using it to talk about the podcast because that's what it's there for. But also talking about their own achievements as well. We get lots of people posting the first hole in one. But probably even more than that, what I love is when people like break 90 for the first time, they put a picture of the scorecard in and, and, and they actually get the most likes, those kind of things. It's yeah. great to see the kind of support. And it's class that... You can imagine someone is on the 18th, they've just sunk a putt to break 90, and one of the first things thinking, I'm going to put that in the group. That That's quite cool. Yeah, really um, cool. But yeah, I've got a few different questions, and then we're going to come on to what, one of the bigger topics that probably this podcast has actually been titled as. But firstly, from Reese Beresford, it's a good question, this. If YouTube was out when you both first started golf, it's like 97, 98 era, and a pro was doing tutorials, who would you like it to be excluding Tiger Woods? So Young Rick Shields, it's 1998, YouTube's invented. All the golf, um, big golfers are doing tips. You see Bryson in a bit now, etc. Yeah. Who would be the one person, bar Tiger, you'd be like, I would love to have watched them. That's a great question. Because it, it varies, doesn't it? I'd quite like to hear different opinions on different aspects of the game. Okay. For example, like How to Scramble by Jordan Spieth. Yeah, but what about, I'm speaking about the 97, 98. Oh, right, in that era. Okay. Um, who would I have liked to have seen then? The um, thing is, it was only ever Tiger, wasn't it, really, for me then? I find that hard to answer. I thought yeah. Because when, when I think of golfers of that era, I slip into thinking of Sonic Faldo, Greg Norman, um, that kind of era of player. Yeah. You know, I think I would have really liked a little slightly bit after 98, but like Justin Rose. Yeah. Because he was young. I thought he was really, really cool. 
he would have been someone I'd have been like idolizing. I also like Sergio as well, as a big Sergio fan. I'd say he would have been good because I think he would have presented it in quite a chilled way. Ernie Els. Yeah, Retief Goosen. David Deval. Yeah, there's a lot There's a lot of guys out there that it's hard to let you say because it was such a Tiger era for us. I literally, when I, whenever I think of those dates, I literally will never think of Tiger. You know what though? I do think Falder would be good. Yeah, he started doing some yeah, tips. Yeah, that's what I mean. He on would, YouTube. Have, would have been good. Yes. Well, apparently, so Falder, Falder has got a new YouTube channel out and he's done a few episodes so far. He's done a, like a round table podcast so far, including yeah. guests like, sorry, you might have heard of him, Jack Nicholas. Yep, I know um, him. Did done, he win once on the con very tough? I think he's won a, <laughs> a few times. So he did, he did a round table with uh, Jack Nicholas, which is over an hour long. Um, I've watched most of it. I've not watched it all yet, but it's very, very good. He's done, he's done 18 holes, uh, or he's named it 18 holes with Nick. I don't think it's quite full 18 holes with actor Chris Pratt and also uh, cricketer Kevin Peterson. He's got a really like high caliber of guests, hasn't he? Until next week. <laughs> <laughs> so next week's episode, I believe, is the Rick Shields episode. How have you blagged that? I plug everything. To be in the same podcast uh, like uh, series as Jack Nicholas. So I'll tell you what happened. So this, this, this happened in December when we went over to America in December. This was one of the main reasons actually kind of why we went, even though we ended up filming with Ricky Fowler at Medalist and, and filming at, um, at loads of other places like uh, the Floridian and having lessons off Brad Faxon and Claude Hardman. One of the main reasons was this uh, day with Sir Nick Faldo. So I went down to um, oh, Jupiter Hills Golf Club it was a really, really hot day, mm-hmm. like stupidly hot day. And we filmed an episode out on the golf course and Sir Nick Faldo, really, it was a full table turn. He was asking me questions. You know what? He was interviewing me. You know what's mad, right? So I've worked for you now for just over five and a half years. And in that time, a lot has changed. The numbers of subscribers, thankfully, have rocketed and the views and lots of things. As, as We could go and name a million things arguably the most bizarre thing to happen in that five and a half years is your, and I'll use the word friendship, I think that's probably warranted, your friendship with Sir Nick Faldo. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? It, it? You got invited to his birthday party. I don't know if you mentioned that before. I went, or not, I went but... to his birthday party at the Old Course Hotel at St. Andrews. We went out for dinner when we were in America. I spent a full day with him playing golf, whiskey tasting. It's just... And then also sat down and did a, did a full podcast with him where I was his guest. He yeah. was the host and I was his guest and it was fascinating. So that very day, so I, I sat in that chair in this, in this lovely leather seat and we did, it was like a, a house that had got rented on, a, it was one of the Trump's golf courses and it was lovely. The guys were all, you know, the guys were filming it. We got a really good shoot and everything was done and it was like, well done, Rick. Thanks so much. Okay. So, so I just asked the question, so who, who have you got in next? And I went, well, tomorrow um, in that very seat that you've been sat in today, Jack Nicholas is going to be sat. And I'm like, what? It's ridiculous. Um, so they've actually tweaked the order a little bit. Unsurprisingly, they've gone with um, Jack Nicholas first. It doesn't surprise me. So yeah, believe it or not, I am on next week's show. Another weird thing that you're on, well, not weird thing, but another thing I just thought I'd mention we've not done so far. Uh, if you're in the UK uh, and you're a fan of Golf Monthly magazine, the May issue, which I believe comes out in April, because normally I can month ahead, on the front cover, it's only bloody Rick Shields. It's only your boy. It's only Rick Shields. With actually, again, a really cool um, kind of in, in-depth interview with yourself. And there's also like a coaching guide. That you've done a 30-minute range session, range session guide. So if you are heading to your local, your local Tesco, uh, your Morrisons, you're going for a couple of, 
Go for six eggs. You're going on a plane. Start again, start again, start again. Right, you're going into Tesco. Right, you're going into Tesco. What's new? You've got five things on your list. What's on your list? Your wife sends you to Tesco. What are you getting? Always milk. Yeah. Like constantly we buy milk. Semi? Semi skimmed? We get both because of the kids. Are they full fat and you're a semi guy? We have semi skinned. Always need bread. Yep. So fruit loaf, bagels, wraps. Yeah. Okay, it's like a bloody bakery. No actual normal bread then as well. Oh, some more normal bread as well. We put that Are you got orange Warburton's or? No, like the seeded batch. Oh, nice. Healthy. So, so yeah, bread, so we do milk. That. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Eggs always needed, um, yogurts always needed, and then always needed is the latest copy of Golf Month magazine. Claire, Claire says every single time, yeah, she says, make sure you get Golf Monthly. So you walk in, you've got an AirPod in because you've gone to Claire. I'm going to get to Sainsbury's for half an hour and get the things we need. I, I, my Sainsbury's trips are so long. Yeah, it's, it's very ridiculous. close to your house, so it shouldn't be. So I literally drive there. I take ages to drive there. Once I arrive, I sit in my car and have a, have a good... Good, scrap that thumb. It's funny because people sat here going, why is that car steamed up? And why is that guy viciously moving his right arm? What's going on in that car? I it's am, just your scroll. Bang, 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 I bang, am, bang. I am thumbing my phone constantly, scrolling. You get... are actually the Northwest champion of thumb wars. <laughs> and there's no training behind that. It's just his phone screen. So I have a nice scroll, yeah. sit in the car... 
nice and warm, nice and toasty. I look out and go, can I be asked to go in the shop? And I go, go on, I have to. So I go in the shop and you're right, I have an AirPod in, so I'm, yeah. I'm listening then to right something. Right, AirPod, standard. But my phone is still on fire because I'm listening to something it's or watching something. always but, works. It's a workhorse, that phone. This is something I always do, okay? Yep. Regardless of the shop. Okay. The first thing I do is I go basketless. Wow. Nothing. You're a juggler. I always Regret get stitched it. up. Yeah. Always, right? So by There's the, one thing I know about Rick Shields, you don't learn lessons, do you? No. <laughs> so by the time, I think enough people have watched my golf to know that as well. <laughs> by the time I have now, full, my arms are full and I'm literally dropping off, I get to one of the tills and put it in a basket. Yep. You know, the baskets that are normally below the tills because yep. that's what people have normally used. Put them in there and I'm thinking, even that's bloody heavy, right? Mm. Sometimes I need to get a trolley but i just I you're not a trolley not. guy you've got to pay a pound yeah you're not a trolley guy i don't have pounds have a pound on, pound on you apple pay or nothing <laughs> so i'm juggling anyway i go to every single time go to the magazine aisle yeah and flick through golf monthly mm. sometimes i buy it sometimes i don't yeah um depends on who's on the front cover yeah. but if you're like on it say, you'll be buying it i'd like to think they send me one for free if i'm on the front cover but what about the flex of going and buying it and going uh <laughs> <laughs> Yes. You've only got yes. two items. You've got your eggs and your golf monthly. And, and rather that. than go through self-service, you go to the woman. You queue up for ages. a massive queue until number seven, but you're in the queue, committed to this. <laughs> yeah, I don't get... want to do self-checkout. Of course you don't. You want to get the, the clout. Yes. So you uh, stand the eggs and you go, excuse me, is this, uh, how much is this magazine? It's £3.70, it says in the front. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, because I'm looking at that now. I can't quite see. It's quite small, right? Isn't it? But does that look normal to you, love? <laughs> Wait a minute, is that you on the front cover? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it is. Sorry. Oh, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, is that, a, is that a Sharpie pen? Oh, you want me to sign a copy for you? Not a problem. Who should I make it out? <laughs> I don't want a copy. That's called vandalism. Yeah. You know what I'd always love to do? Do you ever see, do you ever see like when um, authors have made a book or or they've done like a, a celebrity's done like an autobiography? Yeah. And they'll go into like a Waterstones and, and go and sign a few copies. Yes. Why don't I go and do that? Because I don't. Th- I think you're right. I think going to a Bolton um, supermarket <laughs> might, might get you kicked out. <laughs> what about if I got all the stack of golf monthlies and just signed on the front of it? Or, or... That would actually be quite good. I think we should actually do that. And then security stop me and go, "You're all right, pal. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing there, lad?" Well, anyway, golf monthly's out soon. I believe. I don't know the exact date. Uh, we may put it in the comments if we find out. But go and buy one. Send you guys us a picture. Will know. We'll, so, bring it, we'll bring it in. Yeah, we'll, we'll have do, loads We'll watch along. We'll, we'll read along. <laughs> read along. Right, that was good. Uh, anyway, so uh, this is a question that was I looked at, and it's it's something I want to address with you. I've said this off camera to you, and, I, and we need to have words about this. Jack Dingwall has said, can Rick be more specific about the plans he wants to make to his bag this year? I know he's mentioned swapping everything before, but surely that can't be true. My... I'm going to put my cards on the table. I've got okay, my idea, cards on the, the table. If you swap your driver, I won't be angry at you. I'll just be upset. You resign. Yeah, <laughs> because you're hitting your driver. You're not the longest in the world. You're a 160 ball speed know, guy. You're not the, the young pup that you once were. But your driving now is pretty good, like pretty impressive. So I'd say it's arguably your strength of your game, although your irons have been pretty good. But if you swap that driver, I'll be upset. Go on. Something soon is going to happen. Okay, and again, this is the big, big, big announcement. So sorry if we keep teasing you, or I keep teasing you. I'm semi-thinking, after the said event, I retire the clubs. Wow. 
and don't clean them like mad. No. Before never. no but no oh, before. Yeah. yeah. Then don't clean them and then Yeah. Do you think? Yes. Now that doesn't like, mean I don't go and get another driver that's exactly the same. Okay. But that exact set, including ball or balls yeah. and shoes, get retired. Okay, I can shake your hand on that, but I just can't see you swapping driver to a different one. That's fine. Okay. I think to some degree that's going to force me to try and see what else I fancy. Mm. I must admit, though, the video we filmed last week, how good did they at three wood? Unbelievable. That three wood as well. Oh, blew it. Absolutely ripped it. Um, but yeah, I'm semi thinking after said event, which will be announced very soon, that that set of golf clubs never gets used again. Yeah. Okay. I can I can work with that. But yeah, you know what I was thinking as well this morning? Anyway, <laughs> before the podcast, you said to me, have a good weekend, mate. I was like, yeah, yeah, I did this, that, the other. What I didn't tell you is I spent a couple, uh, an hour on uh, Saturday um, with my wedges in vinegar. Trying to get rid of the rust. Oh, really? Yeah. Did it work? You did. Unbelievable. I'll put a before and after picture in the podcast here. And the only reason they did this was because I, for as long as I've played golf, really, I've had rusty wedges, raw wedges that are supposed to oxidise over time. The tagline is they get a bit more spin, which has been not really proven to be correct, but also they have less glare, which again, in the UK, isn't really an issue. It's very rare. The sun's that bad that the wedges glow in your face. But for whatever reason, I've always used, or pretty much always used, rusty wedges. And since being like 12 and having my first one, which was a Cleveland um, 588, I've had this obsession with getting them dead rusty, then taking all the rust off, then letting them rust again, then and repeating the process. I'm now 32 years old, I think. Yeah, 32 years old. And I went out to the car to get my clubs on Saturday, got my wedges out, put them in vinegar, the house dunk of vinegar, got all the rust off them and just admired them. I'm just, why are we big kids with golf clubs? And this got me onto the bigger topic, which kind of comes into this. Golf clubs are grown-up toys. Yeah, of course they are. And that is, the, that is why we all know that the new golf clubs don't really perform any better than last year's, the year before's, or the year before's that. We just love toys. Yeah. And you just want a new set of toys. That's all I want. Your clubs are perfect tools, but you want new shiny toys. I want new toys. Yeah. So if you want some, get some apart from a driver. <laughs> um, I was going to bring something else. What? I can't remember what it was. Does Diet Coke not work as well? Yeah. So you've got or white Coke. vinegar. Uh, Coke works as well. Leave it for like an hour, then get it out, and then just literally get like a bit of wire yeah. wool, and it comes off looking cool. We. Um, I'm sad, I know. Just one more thing before we get into any more topics. Um, we had quite an eye-opening experience on Friday. So on Friday, mm. we did a photo shoot with Echo mm. at Royal Lytham. We did you did. I did. Mod- foot model. They asked me to be in it, and they was like, come on, you're the model. I was like, no, come on, it's Rick's gig, this. Leave me out of it. <laughs> My feet are nicer. Yeah. Um, so we did, but one of the um, kind of crew. Tim. Tim also works for Dan Greaves, who's a coach at Woburn. Yeah. And he's like, he's known for the kind of short game coach, these three releases. How fascinating was that conversation? Yes. I think it really helped me. Yeah. It's a different way of chipping. It's not how you chip and not how I chip. And it definitely helped I you. I don't think anyone wants to chip how I chip. But yeah, I, I've also now spoke to Dan. And I think a video is impending. Video lesson break 75 at Woburn. And maybe get him on the pod. On the pod. Yes. Yes to all those things. So yeah, Dan Greaves, if you've not checked him out, do. He's got a book out, three releases. I've started to have a look at it it's very 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 interesting it is your chipping for those of you that did it was actually quite impressive it was, it's there 
it's it's i hit the green i get carried away but it could well <laughs> i hit the green a few times you did hit the green and then also you, your bad shot was a thin there's no those little duffy fats you know oh. what i was thinking as well on the weekend about your chipping it's sad that i think about your chipping on a weekend but i was do you not think that although thins are very punishing the less embarrassing little fat ones aren't they them little fat oh, yeah. ones are horrible and that little technique that you were trying on friday there was no little fat ones in there no. I- I genuinely re- I could say this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could be on the tour if I keep practicing. I really, 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 really should practice a lot more on my short game. That's that's all I'm going to say. The new studio well, that's that we're building. All right, go on, bring it in. Bring the question um, in, if you can find it. I've now lost it again. But basically, somebody was saying, is this actually going to happen, this new review channel? Because I'm almost debating on subscribing. They were thinking it's not happening. Sell it to me. Sell Uns- me the sizzle. Unsubscribe at your peril what i say you know what's really weird i think we're becoming like the same brain because i was about to say it, thinking in my head then at your post weird spent <laughs> too much time with this last week i've not been out your site um, you've been thinking about my chip and everything yeah. over the week. <laughs> <laughs> on mother's day so my mom, happy mother's day mum. she's like why guy why are you not in the room you're here but you're not here I'm like the third daydream of your chipping <laughs> having nightmares that's what i do saturday night i have nightmares um i drink away the sorrows no i'm joking right um on the review channel yes okay so everyone listening well you already know this <laughs> i don't tell me um i reckon the last time we spoke about it the studio that we are having custom bespoke built one of the greatest golf studios you will ever see in the existence of the world was 90% complete. Correct. I would say it's up to a, about 96% complete now. And as well, we also um, need to hire a really good editor to look after this channel. We want this channel to be serious. And, you know, this is a bit more the boring, real side of what you probably don't see. But we need to hire somebody. We've been doing interviews at the moment. Uh, first round interviews, second round interviews. We've got a few people lined up who are really good. We've not picked the candidate yet that's going to be successful. We've, we've got a couple of ideas who that might be. But even then, the person's got to accept the job. They've got to hand the notes in at the current job. That might be a, a four-week wait till they can start with us. So it, it's a it's a real kind of reason. It's not just as simple as click this new channel. We did probably announce it too early, admittedly, but that, that's okay. We've got to be excited about that. It's coming. It's going to be serious, and it will be, yeah. So if you see anybody commenting, oh, no, it's never going to happen this channel, it is. It's it just is. going to take a bit longer than probably yeah, planned. Yeah, we, we, we thought it would be a quick turnaround. With a lot of things that we do, we probably act without thinking too quickly so um yeah i like you london marathon (laughs) (laughs) this uh, (laughs) we're looking for an equipment geek who can edit and we think we have shortlisted the correct candidate so yeah stay tuned um a couple more questions before we get on to the main event uh fraser both because that's me how has guy managed to get golf in now as a dad um, well, I don't really. I play with work. I'm very lucky. I don't play <laughs> golf at weekends. Um, but you, know, you didn't really do before, did you? No, I, I don't you really. Go to the range, I go to the you? range a little bit and hit a few, which is why I'm a swing so good and hit the ball so far and straight and accurate. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't really. I play. I'm luckily out to play this week. Played uh, last week, whatever. So I'm playing with work, which is really good and a privilege. Uh, but I think as well on that, not that many. Ex- I've not, I've not got much experience, but I think if you want to play golf, just being realistic, isn't it? When you've got a newborn child or, or children, you obviously know better than me on that, but whether it's that you play once on a weekend and you play super early or you play later on, I don't know, but it's different for everybody, isn't it? I, I would genuinely, if I were to do it all again, which I'm not, if I were to have kids again, <clears throat> little kids, I would definitely have a look at one of those. Have you seen those kid caddies? Yes. Where it's like a trolley, it's like a pram you can attach your golf clubs to 
I would 100% that, get one That of them. could work for nine holes after work. That's what I mean. It? Yeah. I, I think a little, oh, yeah, love, I'll take the baby out for a little walk. Yeah. If you went at six o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning, yeah. do a little, little six-holer. It's an option. Kid's happy. Wife gets a bit of rest. You get to play a bit of golf. Ch- changing nappies on the seventh green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ideal. Um, D- Daniel, uh, this is a serious one this week. Okay, so just have your I'm attention. Yeah. Daniel Mackey yeah. has said, who'd win in a fight, a gorilla, gorilla or a shark? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Depends a, on terrain. I'm a huge shark fan. Okay, so. I find myself watching an obscene. Jaws every night. Ob- obscene amount of um, shark videos on I'm YouTube. I'm a huge shark fan. Never thought I'd hear you say that. <laughs> like, I watch videos from, about drones who have captured sharks and yeah. like, from above and, you know, Sharks getting in cages and all sorts. So who'd win? Sharks every day. On land? Every day. Okay, I'm thinking the gorilla would punch its head in. <laughs> in water, there's a shark. Uh, anyway, um, Chris Gurley. What about on ice? Oh, good question. Because I think the shark would survive on ice. I think the shark would run on ice, bite yeah. its ankles. On ice, just a li- like shallow water. Like a, kid's, like a kid's little pool. If we're talking water, it's shark. If we're talking rough terrain, the uh, gorilla, if you ask me. What about if you threw a a massive crocodile in there? And a lion. Lion. All of them. Lion's the king of the jungle. Jungle, not sea. (laughs) Christ. (laughs) What do you think, Matt? I like crocodiles. I like like turtles. (laughs) I like crocodiles. I'm working with two blokes. One like crocodiles and one like sharks. What, is this? what do you like? Lions. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Right, so but last one before, again, genuinely the main event. Chris Gerling has said, this is a good question actually. Does Rick consider himself a better golfer now or when he started YouTube 10 years ago? That's a great question. <laughs> I think I swing it better now, but I think I played and I think I was better golfer back then. What parts of your game? <clears throat> Chipping? Um, I don't know. I, I, to be honest, when I think about it, I feel like I've always had a sketchy short game. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I am better now. I think it's hard as well because you, you actually keep score a lot more now, yeah. don't you, as well? So if you keep score, you actually realise... you. And this is another thing, actually, sorry, just to kind of jump off that, but what's weird, what people don't probably think about enough, even though they know this, is that your scores are at different courses every single week. Now, sometimes you've played the course before, sometimes you've not. It's very hard to go from course to course to course and actually shoot decent scores. I, I definitely found a big difference, and no excuses here, but like Little Aston last week when I played it, it was middle of Bur- in Birmingham, um, and it was like hardly any time since I got back from like America and playing on like sawgrass and things. And no joke, going from like sawgrass greens a couple of weeks before tournament to like Little Aston in the winter different it's very difficult to adjust and maybe i don't give myself enough time to adjust or enough practice time before i even play you know what we should adjust. do as well more we've not going to break 75s so i think he's actually talking about the course like rating and all yeah. that kind of slope and stuff because it's something we don't mention it's like you're going to try to break, break 75 at a par 72 that's fairly easy ish maybe one week and the next week you go and play in one where tour pros are shooting 80 we probably should leverage that a bit more. That's what I mean. It's I like, think if go on, sorry. It's like Bay Hill and Sawgrass. They they were the probably ones that I think viewers watched and went, Oh God, right, that's the score that Rick's shooting compared mm. to like the pros off, yeah. off like there's a there's a level of like, oh crap, yeah, that is hard. Like Bay Hill was honestly so hard and like 
you know, it's it's one of the hardest golf courses I've ever played in my life. But when you look at it on video, it doesn't look that hard. Well, yeah, but yeah, certainly when you're watching tour pros, you're hitting good shots. But it's like when I, at my golf club, or my old golf club, probably now, I should say, I'm not I'm not rejoining, but there's guys there that are scratch handicappers and, and good players at the club. And they, they, they can literally shoot a couple under par and stuff in tournaments and win club championships or whatever. And they go to other local kind of little tournaments at other courses down the road and don't break 80 sometimes. And, and I've done that myself as well. It's like, it's, it's one thing being a member of a club and having a handicap. It's how you can travel with that handicap. And I definitely remember when genuinely when I was, trying to qualify for the Open a few years ago and I was playing a lot and certainly playing a lot of comp- competition golf. I think that was when I was most confident in my game. When when my score, I, I shot a few really good under par rounds. My my bad rounds were like high 70s. Yeah. Like they were my bad rounds. Um, where now kind of my spectrum is probably a bit wider. But if you remember like the Mia, for example, where you used to work many moons ago, and you actually played weekend comps. I think you'd still have an 80 in you, potentially on a bad day. But you'd also have a quite a few under pars. Oh, I see yeah. you going three, four under par occasionally. So, like, your actual handicap, I know it's different with the WHS, it's a bit different. But if we're talking old money, because that's what I kind of still work in, you'd be like, at the mirror, comfortably a scratch golfer, I would yeah. say, because those good rounds would bring Definitely. you down and the bad if ones any, would only put if, you up. If anything, I think just with the, oh, yeah, with the old, old handicap money, system, I was going to say, the new, with new, new one, it'd be it like be. plus one or two, yeah. I think. Because I can shoot under par. But now, that's. At a golf club, you know well. I'm playing all the time, exactly. exactly. So uh, anyway, so this is the this is the big question we've got for today, and we've all we've uh, the reason I'm asking this is because actually it's very timely this question. So it's from Alex um, Belanga, I think his surname is. I might have butchered that, but let's just say Alex for now. He said, "Will we see matches between golf YouTubers anytime soon? Rick versus Fat Perez, or?" Is there a big event in the work? So just before you answer that, Rick, like, like you have a little think about that. If you don't know who Fat Perez is, lots of you watching and listening will. Some of you in the UK may, may not do yet, and, and yet probably being the key word, because Fat Perez is on a YouTube channel called Bob Does Sports, who you have met, even a podcast with. He's not done a proper collab again yet. Um, Fat Perez is a bit of a larger guy, hence the name Fat Perez. There's a bit of a look of Pat Perez, so it's obviously a, a name that's come from Play that. Play on words. He's a good golfer. He's a very good golfer. He is a lot better than probably people would think looking at him, which is fair to say, I well, believe. I think he said that as well. He is, he, so Bob the Sports, the channel's on, massively on the up, growing, views are massive, subscribers are on the up, so it's a good channel, very different to what we do, but it's nice, it's, it's, um, why would you word it a bit more irreverent, would you say? Yeah, I, I for me, I've always, over the 11 years now doing YouTube, I've always kept my finger on the pulse, as you have when, since you, when you joined the team, like of, of channels, mm. YouTube channels, like, you know, ones that you, you might see as competition, others that you might go, oh God, I love what they're doing. The, the, the big breakaway ones in the last few years have obviously been good, good. They've yes. done a great job in, in capturing a, a market that hadn't been filled currently. Uh, this kind of young golfer, very aspirational, cool kids, brilliant. They're, they're nailing it. And that's why, obviously, last year, I them over to the UK to a collaboration week, and, and it was a brilliant week for all. The other channel that I'm desperate to work with, and we've spoke about it, is Bob Dust Sports, as Guy just mentioned. They're again filling a void in, in YouTube space where it's like it's a bit more bit more lad culture. A bit more kind of beer on the golf course culture. Beer on the golf course, comedy. It's not particularly about the golf. 
like it's more about the personalities uh, you got three characters on there you got bob you got fat perez you got Col- joey cold cuts and they're all on there kind of different levels of golfer obviously um perez being a very good golfer it's like a scratch handicap or one two or yeah something. i mean he, he nails it absolutely nails it but then the three of them they'll invite guests on they've had players like max homer on and they've had some other huge players they've just signed a deal with callaway um Brilliant, brilliant guys. So their channel is currently sitting on 402,000 subscribers, which is on the up, and they're getting like good, good views. And um, there's been a recent video where Fat Perez has kind of announced, if you like, that he wants to start taking on more golf YouTubers. Your name has been brought to the party, Rick. So a couple of questions here, really, following on from the question from Alex. Are you going to take on Fat Perez? (laughs) Are you going to beat Fat Perez? And what is this little rumour about this Bob to Sports potential collaboration? Elaborate, please. I'm going to look straight down on that camera. <laughs> Fat Perez versus Fat Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> no, I think, it'll be, I think it'll be awesome. I saw that video as well. It, I think it'll be class. You know, there's definitely... Imagine Perez playing and then and then Bob and Joey on the sidelines just constantly jabbing and jibing and... and throwing one-liners in. I think it would be epic. Um, I, I'm all up for it. I've been in conversations for the last few months with Bob about doing inviting them over to the UK, similar to what we did with Good Good, and we are going to confirm that very soon, but it's going to be summer 2023, this year. So do you think you'd have a chance? It's like, What would it be, match play? I think match play. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. You know what I think would be really good, though? Forget the golf. You... Perez, ninth hole, sausage rolls. Oh, I was thinking. And then Guinness. Me, Fat Perez, 19th hole, Guinness Championship. I think I would give, the golf would be close. <laughs> yeah. I think sausage rolls, again, would be close, but I might even give that but to you. if you're like Well, exactly. If you're hungry, you can put a few of them away. I do, Easy. and my money, honestly, Guinness, I think my money would be on you. There's not many men who can take Rick down to Guinness. There's not many men. Many and many have tried and failed. <laughs> um, but on that then, so that's obviously a potential yes. collaboration that will hopefully will make work, and I think that will blow up. This other question from Alex's final bit is, or is a big event in the works? So in 2019, again, many of the OG listeners, followers, viewers, etc., will remember you hosted, you created the, fir- the, wor- fir- <laughs> the worst, the first, <laughs> there's the worst, the first ever <laughs> YT YouTube golf day. Technically, it was the best and the worst. It was the best. And it was also medium. You know, it was all right. Um, we had some creators there that were, at the time, kind of the biggest on the planet. You had yourself. You had me and my golf. You had Eric Anders Lang, Peter Finch. Um, who else came? Everybody, basically, Everyone. was doing Loads stuff at the time. Guys from America, Golficity came. Yes, correct. Uh, What's Inside came. Yes. Who, who were a YouTube channel, not in golf, but uh, Dan and Lincoln came over. We'll put a bit of kind of B-roll over this if you're watching the video. We had Paul Sturges, the world's tallest man. Yes. Europe's tallest man, world's tallest man. golf mates. You had, you had loads of channels Carly there. Booth, Carly Booth, Brian McFadden, the list goes on. And it was good. It was really successful. Good. It was It was kind of a bit of a, a somewhat friendly tournament, and the purpose was to get creators together. Well, like a charity golf then. Exactly, to create um, a, a bit of a legacy thing and also it was lots of money raised for Prostate Cancer UK. Then we had COVID. Yeah. The plan was to do th- that event each year. And then we alternated it between the States, the UK. Then we had COVID. Yeah. And then since then, like we just alluded to, there's been um, a surge of, of new channels of your good goods, your Bob Does Sports, etc., etc. The list goes on. 
There's a, a YouTuber um, called Nate Edmondson. Yep. Who is a bit of a kind of golf YouTube commentary channel. He's brilliant. Who talked about this idea of a big YouTube tournament. He kind of put the idea out there. Would it Would it be good? Would people watch it? A young Mr. Rick Shields commented on said video. Well, little did Nate know that I was plotting... Your fingers are currently in several different pies. Plotting a plan. So I loved the YouTube Golf Day in 2019. I wanted to continue it. COVID hit. Well, the year has come. 2023. It's going to be a busy year, ladies and gentlemen, because this year I plan to host the world's biggest, best annual YouTube Masters. Mic drop, please. Drop your mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's an expensive mic, that mate. Paris the table. Um, yeah, I'm going to do it. We're going to we're going to set it up. It's going to be absolutely epic. Um, details are being kind of finalised. We're in talks with YouTube themselves. Yes, of getting involved. Um, you know, a lot of people saw went down to YouTube a couple of weeks ago for a number of different meetings. But one of the conversations was about the YouTube Golf Day, and they were fully involved in it or youtube masters um you know i I really do want to open this up to as many youtubers as possible there'll have to be some sort of criteria um it might have to be based on subscriber numbers or whatever it may be to play in the main event but i want it to be a festival the week or a few days and it's not even just one day i want it to be a few days where it is a, a festival of everything great about youtube golf exciting it's going to be in the uk this year um it's going to be towards the latter end of the year possibly post summer um uh, we're going to try and tie it in with a week of a huge golf event to get as many people have here we got as a possible. meeting this week about this as well we've got a meeting this week at a venue that might be absolutely perfect Can I for play? it do i fit the criteria caddy caddy well you are co-host of the world's biggest golf youtube channel yeah and you are a feature the main feature of the main youtube channel yeah so i think i think you've got a place do i have to ask for permission to play um the board bob the sports board of directors i'm like american and become like a hangout with those guys drink lots of beer and stuff i i I think you'd be really funny that week i would i'd have different vibes so like if i was with the american guys hats on backwards (laughs) drinking corona so, fingers crossed, I've already spoke to Good Good, I've put it on their radar, I've already spoke to Bob Does Sports, put it on their radar, uh, there'll be other um, he Finches will be there, YouTubers that, I, that I'll start to cherry pick and reach out to, but then obviously we do want to open it up to as many as possible, but the w- the there, w- has, there has to be a cut-off point. Well, that's the thing you see, like, obviously now there's, there's hundreds and hundreds and well, hundreds. There's over a thousand golf YouTube channels. Well, and that's it as well, and it's kind of like, at what point do you... Um, become a golf youtube channel so let's just say for example you've put a few of your own swing videos on there you've done a few shorts and all of a sudden you've got 400 subscribers then you know you've put content on youtube you couldn't really expect in that instance to play in the youtube masters so it might well have to come down like you said to, to subscriber numbers and the thing is now there's that many channels with like a hundred thousand plus the cutoff actually might be quite high but, um, but again I, I still see this opportunity where to have other creators potentially come down and involve and get and caddy. Oh yeah, and or or great content, spectate or whatever it may be. You know, it is going to be open to all as much as we can, but there has to be a cutoff of how many people can actually play golf. Are you seeing this then being an actual? Does it as a stroke play scratch champions? I, this- see, I see there being three days, 
and over the three days it'll be three different formats so i definitely think the answer needs the the answer to the question of who is the best golfer on youtube needs to be answered who's your money on now we've got five seconds um oh god um luke Kwan. yeah yeah probably i'll tell you what'd be interesting though getting the good good lads yeah getting grant micah getting micah they're all invited everyone's listen it's it'll be interesting the other plan as well, and this is the more ambitious plan. These are these are the details we're really trying to get involved in at the moment. And this is exciting for a lot of you watching. We want to live stream it. Yes, but this is serious live, live streaming. Yeah. So so this is the goal. This, I'm not saying this is a definite yet. This is the goal to live stream it on my main YouTube channel to around viewers around the world. Um, it's logistically bloody difficult you know what and, though and very expensive yeah and and that's it and it, it's what's interesting and exciting with this kind of thing is hopefully this will work and it'll be class but equally you want to keep doing this every year you look back in five years and go oh my god how, how bad was the first one compared to where it gets to so the journey it's going to go on is super exciting and you think like you, you, you list some of the names there you garrett's uh luke kwan Fat Perez, Peter Finch, etc. Some good, good Rick Shields. Some good, good golfers in there. Good, At, good, 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 good golfers in there. You think actually, genuinely winning the YouTube Masters and having that trophy, that potential red jacket, whatever it looks like. Oh, <laughs> a red, red jacket, a red jack. Um, That'd be nice. That would have some level of prestige. And you think if it is live stream, which is again is the plan, and you've got to put on eighteen to win. That's going to be quite nervy. Well, very, very nervy. This is going to be you know a youtube major like yeah. it, it this is this is big deal um so yeah really Fans, exciting. spectators spectators can will hopefully be able to watch on site and live on youtube and like i say this year in the uk hopefully next year over in the usa yeah third year um australia i was gonna go kuala lumpur kuala lumpur nice <laughs> it's first country you can jump with that aren't you <laughs> I'm not even quite sure where it is. Uh, but yeah, hopefully it'll travel around as well. The, the YouTube golf traveling circus will hit a town or city near you. What would you rather happen? You win it, right? You play you play the best you've ever played, you win it. And the event's like, all right, it's kind of the live stream's all right, kind of a bit laggy, works in parts. Or you shoot 95, but it unbelievably bangs. The live stream's are ridiculous. The production's ridiculous. It, everyone absolutely loves it. Oh, that's a hard question. Gotta be the ninety-five. Is it? Because you're the you're you're not there. I might not even play. You just hit drivers. I might just host. We could do it as Texas Crumble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the other the other day. So yeah, I think we need to find the champion golfer of YouTube. We'll be drinking. <laughs> will I be drinking? <laughs> will I be drinking? Of course, somebody will. Um, I think also we need a day where it's like a, a bit of a Ryder Cup vibe. Okay, wow. So match play. That's just a little bit thrown in there. So a team from the UK or Europe versus USA. I think that'd be pretty I think USA would win. <clears throat> gotta then, say. then I think we need a, the final day, and it doesn't matter which order this needs to be. I think the final day needs to be the big event, to be honest. Second to final day needs to be the, the Ryder Cup-esque match. I think the first day needs to almost be like a, a collaboration day. Where banter maybe, day. A banter day, where maybe no fans are, 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 are coming on that day, but we we set up loads of mad challenges. We do we do loads of cool, cool videos. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But then my issue with that is, knowing what you're going to be like, banter day, a few Guinnesses. Yep. 
Then you're going to have the Ryder Cup day, win or lose, a few Guinnesses. Correct. Comes the final day, your Garrets are probably going to be fresh-faced, bushy-tailed, ready to go, because they can handle it. They're like early 20s. You're pushing 40. You're going to be dying on that first tee. It's fine. I want you to do well in this tournament. I'm there for the balance. And there for the 95 and the great live stream. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, that's your answer. <laughs> so yeah, lots lots of exciting things happening. Um, love to announce it here on the podcast uh, so you can get involved. Um, let us know who you think would win the YouTube Masters and hopefully get the bad boy off the ground and running. Can we have a net tournament as well? I'd like to have stroke play winner, that's fine. A net tournament and potentially even, this is three in one, a stable for tournament. No. No, no stable for <laughs> I want to try and win something. No. Well, I, want to come, I want to come top three in something. No, we have a Masters winner, and then we could have a net event. What's the prize for the net event? If you're getting a red jacket for Maine, what are you going to get for the net? A little red cap. A little red hat. A little red berry. Berry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick one up from Paris. Very good. Well, that was um, pretty... How long was that, Matt? One hour ten, my guess is. One hour ten. I'm getting good at this. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure you like and subscribe. Follow everything and anything. Follow everything. And watch out for those bloody scammers. Yeah. Take them down. And watch They're out. not invited to the YouTube. So you need to watch out for scammers and watch out for Rick Shields running down your road training. Soon. <laughs> Soon. Soon. TBC. And maybe chipping and putting. Last thing on this. Oh, go on. Why don't we... Make it that you do the London Marathon dress as a giant seven iron. <laughs> so the times are relevant. As if seven iron. Why don't I just do it with my clubs on my back? There you go. Done. I mean, I walked across Scotland. I don't know yeah. if I mentioned that last year, but I did. Did you? Yep. Awesome. Bye. Guys, thanks for watching, listening, subscribing. See you all soon. Peace out. <laughs> Episode 175. Done. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,